Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome back. I'm so excited about part two of this amazing series of three with Richard Rudd and the Gene Keys and the discussion of the Golden Pathway. I love bringing individuals' amazing work on the planet that is truly transformational, and I think that this work goes beyond even transformation. This is about really discovering and and celebrating who you are while reaching places of self-actualization, and this work definitely does that. It is a body of work that allows you to be in charge of that based on the ability of your own contemplation, allowing you to truly see yourself, which in the end is all that we're here to do because there's no one else here. There's only you. There is only one of us here. A new kind of thinking is emerging in humanity. It is really not thinking at all, but knowing this kind of intuitive knowing becomes stronger and more consistent as your life becomes more harmonious. You are tapping into a fundamental holographic pattern found throughout the universe. The same geometry found in your genes is also found in vast wheeling galaxies. As the great change moves through your DNA, it begins to realign every aspect of your life, bringing you gradually into harmony with these omnipresent universal patterns. The 64 gene keys herald this new approach to truth, since they are the core archetypes found in every conceivable aspect of our universe. This 64-bit matrix is integral to physics, biology, music, geometry, architecture, computer programming, and most fields of human research and endeavor. They form the foundational tetrahedral structure underlying space-time itself. So it's no wonder that that's exactly where we need to go as we start to discover our own true nature. My guest is Richard Rudd, and he is a teacher, writer, and award-winning poet who has taken seven years to complete this amazing study and teach the profound lessons continued contained in the Gene Keys. He is a devoted husband and father, and he lives in Devon, England, and he shares his work online so that you can follow the Golden Pathway and discover how to allow it to illuminate.
illuminate you from the inside out while also altering the book Gene Keys, unlocking the higher purpose hidden in your DNA. So definitely connect with GeneKeys.com or you can just click any of the links below in the show description. Welcome back, Richard. I'm excited to dive into the second level of the Golden Pathway entitled The Venus Sequence. Yes, thanks, Simran. It's great to be here. Looking forward to this journey. So before we get started on the Venus Sequence, remind us once again what this Venus Sequence is really allowing for us in our lives. And I know much of it has to do with relationships. Yes, it's the second P. We had purpose and now we have partnership. Um, And this is really the very deepest work of the Gene Keys. Um, because it's about opening the heart. And I know that there are a lot of things out there that are about opening the heart. And this is a, a self-study in a sense. It's, um, it's a, as we've seen, it's about self-illumination. And this part of it, the Venus sequence, is very tender. Um, it's where our contemplation uh, begins to move into our emotional life and into our awareness through our, the way we behave and act and react and feel in our relationships. And that's all relationships. And so it's a huge portal to open up. Um, what it basically assumes as you enter the Venus sequence is that every single relationship in your life then becomes a transformational tool. It sets up all your relationships, particularly any your primary relationships, as your spiritual path. So it doesn't matter if you're in one or many or whatever. You, it, what it's really going to point you towards is the most challenging relationships in your life, but also the most beautiful ones. You know, it's the hard path. It's the it's the challenges where the shadows show up. That's where the Venus sequence will guide you through a deep transformation. Um, and this is why at the end of the activation sequence, you need the core stability in your sense of deep purpose before you can begin this uh, relationship work, this Venus work. You need to feel solid and secure inside yourself before you begin the Venus work. And the other thing I often say to people, um, if they're contemplating uh, studying the Venus material, is um, to do it with someone or even in a small group because of the way it's laid out. Having the support and the feedback of a small group or a, a, a single person who you really trust, uh, you can go into the adventure with them. But also because the Venus Sequence is a journey into the layers of our wounding patterns, uh, it's very tender. It's tender ground. It's very intimate. And uh, there's a there's a level where it opens more if you do it with someone. Um, that doesn't mean you, don't, you can't do it on your own, um, but it just has that extra uh, awakening quality. And so I, I always recommend that to people. Well, um, I've been on a tour, Richard, with, with several other women uh, in the last six months, and we've been in a tiny space, and we have really used the Golden Pathway in this body of work that is the Gene Keys mm. to dive into contemplation, and it has been completely profound, because as we embarked on this, 
uh, Tuck Self, who has studied with you and and has worked with the Gene Keys herself for the last 10 years with you, she really got all of us to really look at our, our own golden pathways and to to study those things. And what I do realize is when people dive into this Venus sequence, they have to understand that they must be willing to be radically honest, that this is courageous work, that this is really being willing to say, I'm, I'm going to stand and face the shadows that I have held in the past so that I don't recreate these. And yet we watched people commit to a, a journey and only to discover their half-heartedness or only get to a point where a relationship has the friction and rather than stay in it to walk away and leave. So this has been profoundly beautiful work to be able to witness uh, the journeys of different people into their shadow aspects, into their gifts, into reactions, into response. Just a beautiful, beautiful body of work to illustrate how we all do these things. Mm, thank you. Well, I mean, if you look at the goal, that's why it's um, that's why it, it, the goal is to be able to live with a permanently open heart. Some people might not think that's possible, but uh, the Venus sequence challenges that that. Uh, that anything is possible and that it is possible to open your heart to such an extent that you live in a state of forgiveness or a state of uh, awakening and um, you know that's what this that's what the Venus sequence is ultimately about and that's why yes you're right it takes a deep self-honesty to travel these pathways shall we go and have a look I think we should. I would like for you to talk a little bit before we dive into this, a teeny bit about, um, because I found it so fascinating, about how we we dive, we end up having to do this work because initially uh, from age 0 to 7 and then 7 to 14 and then 14 to 21, we are taking information in on different levels, a mental quotient, an emotional quotient, and then a spiritual quotient. And that's what ends up creating the necessity to then go back through the Venus sequence to unlock what we have built up within us. Yeah, that's right. The heart of the Venus sequence is formed by these three spheres called the IQ, the EQ, and the SQ. And uh, as you said, that those relate to the seven-year cycles um, of our from from the moment we're born until the age of 21 <clears throat> where we're imprinted um with the with these uh in in a way you could look at it as we have these um subtle bodies it's one of the ways in which the um ancient traditions look at human beings as a, a full human being as we're not just one dimension we're not just a physical being we're also an emotional being we have an emotional dimension that's that's greater than our than our physical body and then we also have a mental dimension that's greater it kind of ripples out into space and a spiritual one as well and so uh, through the first seven years and this is when when we go into these patterns we'll begin to see how our we carry these wounds and we carry them from birth we actually carry them from conception and these wounds i call it the sacred wound and when I use the word wound, it may sound like it hurts. And it does hurt because it causes us our suffering. We all, every human being carries suffering through being alive and patterns of suffering. But very few of us actually get to look right into the core of the nature of that suffering. And to do that, you have to go back 
travel through these seven-year cycles through your childhood to see how and why it happened and then it's uh, and then you begin to unravel the coils of the story and you begin to see deeper i mean this is what the psych- a deep psychology will take you on this journey back through time we will we will the venus sequence will take you even past your birth and down the line to your conception um, which is what we call the core so when you look at the venus sequence that's the journey you begin from the place of the sphere of purpose, you follow those arrows, eventually you get to the core. And that's the core wound, but it's also the core of who you are in that place. So it's, uh, it's a very sweet, tender journey with lots of um, awakenings. And one of the things about the heart is that the heart likes and is comfortable to awaken in layers you know, the heart doesn't like doing things suddenly. It likes gentleness and it likes to awaken, especially if it's feeling tender, little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit. It opens wider and wider and wider. And that's why sometimes when we get a knock, you know, and we recoil, it takes us some time to then open again. And the Venus sequence is, is playing with these patterns a lot. You know, you're you take in a wounding pattern and then you realize it about yourself and you feel that ouch and then you have to nurture yourself and bring yourself back to life again and bring that heart open but only you can parent yourself which is why you know when you were young you had your parents but now you're an adult you have to learn to reparent yourself and it's about going back through time and uh, you spin through these cycles, they can, you know, there are incredible revelations and insights waiting in the Venus sequence for someone that undertakes it as a journey and, and applies its lens to our relationships. If you apply its lens to your unique relationships, you will learn so much about yourself and about the why, why you behave in certain ways. Um, Good ways and bad ways, you know. But you'll begin to see that there are all kinds of gifts in this, and that there is a path, there is a, a path of awakening that can make your relationships so much easier and so much more beautiful. Well, I want to add one point because I find it truly profound, and and in my own book, Conversations with the Universe, I talk about how everything really is us reflecting back to us about us. And as we embarked on this journey, uh, Tuck Self is on the journey, and she is 60. I am 45, and there were two children on this journey uh, by the end of it, uh, my 3-year-old and a 12-year-old. And so knowing very much about the IQ, EQ, and SQ was completely profound, especially since Tuck and I knew from the beginning that the, the age stages that we were really working with were the 3- and the 12-year-old because that was what was showing up right in front of us. And particularly for Tuck, uh, she and both my son Chris are 22-12s. And so she could see her reactions in him. She could see so much of herself in him. She could see how uh, the nurturing quality that perhaps I used with him was different than what she had gotten. And had it been uh, in a different way, how she would have responded differently. And so it's it's really profound how we have each grown in looking at these various pieces of the Venus sequence, but also have, have, as you said, when we do it in group or do it in relationship, how we can really expand that awareness 
to exponential degrees because we truly then see how we're interacting and how we're responding or see how that age stage that we may have grown beyond uh, illustrates how we have taken in information, whether it is through our body or through our emotions or through our mind. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing uh, experience, having those children and going through this with the Venus sequence in a, in a small vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> it is really an amazing, beautiful experience. So let's dive into this Venus sequence and, and work my way out of myself. <laughs> or into, <laughs> into myself. Yourself. That's right, yeah. into myself. Exactly. Okay, so uh, if we start at the bottom of the Venus sequence, which is you start at the foundation with that same sphere of purpose that was the final sphere yeah. of the activation sequence, it's now the beginning sphere of the Venus sequence, but now it becomes the purpose. What is your purpose in relationships? You know, and so it's the same gene key, obviously, but the line is the same, but the, the keynote of the line is different. Um, so it gives you a slightly different um, route. And so for really look at your relationships and go, well, the purpose of all your relationships is to work through dominance, and and this is part of your karma. This is part of your story we looked at last time, the oppression and dealing with those patterns, those ancestral patterns, to deal with powerful masculine patterns in the world. The world is, is we live in a masculine world for the most part, um, what we've created. And so you see, you know, that you have a six line and it's the visionary or the judge. So this is an intellectual gift, you know, that when, you know, at times... If it becomes too much, you can use it to distance yourself from others. That's the judge. That's the shadow aspect. And the six-line coping mechanism is all about making sure that emotional exchanges are kind of channeled through the mind. A lot of us do that. You know, we control, dominating. You know, with no synergy, no juice, no communion. We just cut off from the community. We cut off from love. And so relationships will bring you these kind of lessons this is the purpose of your relationships is to is to allow you to grow through this and begin to find the synergy again and uh, the sixth line in its uh, highest aspect is the visionary it's a role model for others and this is about learning trust it's about trusting in the timing trusting in the shadow trusting in the emotions the sixth line requires a deep amount of patience to let this synergy emerge. Because synergy is, is a wonderful word. It means so many things. Synergy is a, is a power inside each of us that comes online as our DNA comes into synergy with the cosmos, with, with its higher coding, with the higher frequencies. Um, and you, so you can see how all your relationships you know, are here to bring you that story, you know, to, to take you to that state of communion. And even, you know, that's why many of us, we kind of have a difficult relationship and we kind of wish it would go away. <laughs> and, but actually, that difficult relationship, that's the one. That's the one that will take you the quickest to the <clears throat> communion. That's the one that will, that will propel you. So the Venus Sequence really says, look at those relationships. Don't try and get away from them and wriggle out. Those are the ones where the where the energy is the thickest, you know, where there's the most juice and prana, you know, those are the ones to look at. And this first pathway is called Dharma. It's an Indian word. Um, and uh, it's about what life brings to you as a teaching. 
and who life brings to you as a teaching because at the other end of that is the sphere of attraction which is uh, we call the attractor field it's who you draw into your life and attraction do you want me to talk about attraction do you uh, shall i begin yeah, that go ahead. Go great ahead, yeah. attraction is about why certain shadow patterns keep appearing in our lives you know if we, many of the people listening to this will know exactly what I mean by that. Like you, you in your life, when you look back over your relationships, you'll see certain shadow patterns that keep reappearing, certain difficulties, and you change the person, but the the pattern reappears um, because the Dharma, you know, this this life teaching is bringing, is attracting in this person, these people, so that you can embody your purpose. And, and it keeps throwing it at you until you begin to listen. I mean, I'm laughing because it's, you know, at a certain point it gets funny. You just go, oh, my God, another one? <laughs> and, <clears throat> okay, I'll, I'll deal with it this time. I won't just kind of get divorced and move on again or whatever it is. You know, I'll kind of hide from it or wish it wasn't there or submit or whatever the pattern is. You know, they're golden opportunities for transformation. So, um it's about staying with the lesson and following it through to the end. Otherwise, it comes back. So here in the sphere of attraction, you have the eighth gene key, sixth line. And the eighth gene key, uh, the keynotes are mediocrity, style, exquisiteness. Um, and the sixth line is about disappointment, innocence, resigned and ecstatic. Those are the keynotes. I know there's a lot of words to handle. But as you go deeper in, in your contemplation, those words can come alive and they particularly come alive in your relationships when you see them. So, um, the, you know, the sixth line holds a dream of perfection. By the way, in the Venus sequence, in a way, the line numbers, the, the, the little numbers after the decimals in those spheres, the line numbers are almost more important than the gene keys. So there's a slight shift when you do the Venus sequence. You really put a lot of focus on the line numbers. It makes the sequence easier to understand. And then the gene key adds a flavor. It gives you a backdrop. So we really look at the line numbers. The sixth line holds a dream of perfection. So you're attracting in these people. And it takes time for perfection to arrive. You know, it arrives as you go through you know, a few relationships to get there. And of course, each one is transforming this pattern inside you. And once you've done the work, the, you know, the, um, the relationships begin to show up. So mediocrity, that's about being the same as everyone else. You know, and you can see how that relates to disappointments in relationships. Yeah. You know, and the loss of innocence, and you know, the the the, um, the attractive field. This sphere of attraction is also about our sexuality. You know, so you can go well. That's mediocre sex. It's disappointing sex. It's part of the dharma. It's part of your journey. Don't compromise. Don't resign. So as you awaken the gift of style, the rebellious you comes out. The juices begin to flow again. The aura and the radiance expand because style is, you know, you've got to find your style, your uniqueness, this creative rebel, the visionary, you know, and, and this innocence of the child, the ecstasy of the child. You know, this is the, the ecstasy, you know, I love the word ecstasy. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. don't quite. And sure they understand it fully like ecstasy isn't just a high ecstasy can be there even when you're suffering 
it's, you know, like when a child is screaming, they're actually in ecstasy at some level, but it's not the ecstasy that we think of. They're just totally in the explosion of life force. And ecstasy is about that. And this, this, eight, this sixth line here is about really just being utterly full of life. And so this is what, you know, these are the kind of people that your aura is attracting. Now, again, you know, it depends on what you're putting out. You know, if you put out the shadow frequency of mediocrity, then you get that back. You just get, get the, you know, I mean, you're not doing that. I can see, obviously. But, you know, this is for us to all look at in our in our charts in our profiles you get what you put out so this pathway of dharma it's a real transformational path you know every relationship that comes towards us we've drawn it for a specific reason that we can it can help us fulfill our higher purpose so you i mean it'd be nice to hear from you what insights you have about this um eighth gene key well, you know, I think that especially this year, I feel so much of that. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely being a, a more creative rebel. I I grew up always saying I don't want to be average. That was that was kind of a, a thought that would repeat in my head constantly. Yet I felt so average, and the things I did were so average in my mind. And so it was it was like life was not showing up in that way either, the way that I wanted it to show up. And especially this year as I've stepped out more and more in allowing myself to have my own style, uh, it, it is that um, attraction that is happening. There are people showing up now that are in support, that are, that are helping to further uh, beauty and work and, and creativity and community and all of these different things. And what the irony is, um, when I think about it, is I, I ended up in the fashion industry because I followed the family business. And so you think that that's about style, but that has nothing to do with style. And that's what I want to bring up, especially mm-hmm. when we come in on the next break, is so many of the words that you use in the Gene Keys is an opportunity for us to relanguage how we see things, because you, you have written in such beautiful ways words that uh, are thought of in one way, and they have such a directly opposite or, or expanded way of looking at them, and so I want to talk a little bit about that when we return. It is a genetic download specifically designed to penetrate the building blocks of your everyday reality. That is your DNA. As you enter into this process of digesting the gene keys, begin imagining what your life would look like in your wild streams. It doesn't matter so much what your specifics your mind fabricates. What is important is that you recapture inside yourself a feeling of absolute inner freedom. The gene keys process is about giving yourself freedom, and this freedom begins in your imagination. You have to open yourself up to the highest possibilities of your own nature. The gene keys offers you the opportunity to face and eradicate each of the specific fears that stand in the way of that freedom. I am with Richard Rudd, author of Gene Keys, Unlocking the Higher Purpose You're Hidden in Your DNA. He also has created the Golden Pathway work that you can find on the links below or go to his website, genekeys.com. We'll be right back with Richard Rudd. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at simron-singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. The process of programming your DNA through attitude is the foundation of the well-known placebo effect and is also the core of an important new brand of genetics known as epigenetics. Epigenetics is the study of how the environment affects your genes. This exciting new field of biology is far more holistic in nature than the old models we learned at school. With epigenetics, when we extend the idea of environmental impact to the electromagnetic world of quantum physics, then it must also include the human attitude. At a quantum level, your environment is your attitude. What all this means is that you can never be a victim of your DNA. Neither can you be a victim of fate. You can only be a victim of your attitude. Every thought you think, every feeling you have, every word you utter, and every action you take directly programs your genes and therefore your reality. Consequently, at a quantum level, you create the environment that programs your genes. You will learn about how this works, how you can create the optimal environment to unlock the highest potential of your DNA if you decide to discover the great secrets that the gene keys hold, and that secret is freedom. As you discover it for yourself, your life will be transformed before your eyes. So I invite you to connect with Richard Rudd at his website, genekeys.com. The links are just below. And you tap into his book, Gene Keys, Unlocking the Higher Purpose Hidden in Your DNA. His various stops on his tour are also listed in the links, so I would definitely connect with him if you are anywhere close by and follow through with the Golden Pathway program. It's an online program that will help you dive into yourself and discover your unique genius. Welcome back, Richard. We've got um, this last segment that we're going to try to get through the rest of the Venus sequence, so I'm going to Mm -hmm. just let you continue, Um, but I would like you to respond to that question about the languaging, because you really do bring a different spin to so many of the words that we have grown accustomed to thinking in a certain way. Yes, um, thank you. I mean, I'll, I will give some examples of that as we go on. We go, we're, I'm going to race through the rest of the Venus sequence in uh, uh, like 15 minutes. So, um, But, you know, there are words that 
I love words and I love breathing new life into them. Like a word like intelligence, you know, which is such a key word in the Venus sequence. You know, what is intelligence? We think of that as intellectual. But actually, um, you know, here we have the IQ, the EQ, and the SQ. They all form intelligence. The IQ is just is our intellectual intelligence. Our EQ is our emotional intelligence. And the SQ is our spiritual intelligence. And uh, intelligence is a balance and a harmonization of those three. Um, so that's a, a, a completely, when we talk about genius, well, that's what the kind of thing we're talking about. It's not just about the mind. Everything that we have learned is very masculine, the way we've, we've been taught to understand words. So it is about going into words and opening them up and seeing the dimensions that lie inside. So returning to the Venus sequence, your sequence here, um, you know, you can see the, the channel of the pathway of karma here, you know, that every relationship has its karma. It has its built-in teaching and it has its lifespan. And the lesson of this pathway is about honoring the karma. It's not the other person that's the problem. <laughs> it's the chemistry, you know, and the chemistry of the relationship is everything. Chemistry is king. You know, the chemistry of a relationship is what contains the potential of a higher state. So the most intense chemistry is the most creative chemistry. It's a field of power to be harvested. So when we come into these three spheres, IQ, EQ, SQ, we're coming into our childhood conditioning. And it shows how we're wounded in layers in these seven-year cycles of imprinting. And our DNA closes down in layers. And so our emotions open in layers. And our IQ is our teenage cycle. And it's the mental cycle. You know, this is from se uh, 7 till uh, 14, four, sorry, 14 till 21. You know, our teenage cycle. And it's how we use the mind, how we learn to use the mind to shut out pain. You know, this Venus sequence is really a wound map. So this, I, I can't just race through this, you know, quickly, but I can touch on just little things that I can sense from looking at this, that the 49.6 here in this place is like, to me, it feels like um, the kind of absent teenager. The sixth line is this absent um, and, and um, kind of closing off. Uh, because of uh, strong reactions, emotional reactions controlled by the mind. Um, so it's it's literally the mind becoming, you know, a very sharp mind that uses uh, the intellect to keep the heart protected and closed. So that whenever you react emotionally as a teenager and later, it never really comes out. You just sort of check out and the, and you don't know when you're going to come back. And that must be really painful and many of us carry these patterns we all carry these patterns the thing that's interesting is that most of us are still teenagers the moment the kind of heat gets turned up in a, an emotional situation that teenager just comes out in other words we never quite evolved through that pattern so the venus sequence allows you to go back through the pattern uh disable it awaken the awareness that's hidden inside it and find the juice in there because you know this was the revolutionary teenager 
And the the part of you that's a, that's awake now, the part of you that's stirring up the world, that's using your mind, your intellect, your IQ, to stir people up, to stir their emotions. And so this is how you learn to heal your own heart through sharing all that, you know, and and how to deal with the male world of the the male intellect, you know, as a woman. And, That's so uh, accurate, Richard, because I now, especially after reading your work over and over again, I can I know when I check out now. I can I can mm-hmm. see it, I can feel it, and I think that that's a huge piece that happens when you go through the gene key, specifically your golden pathway, is you start to see your own shadows as you do them, and then and then you're able to allow yourself to go into the response that takes you into a higher expression rather than just sitting unconsciously in that shadow. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can see, you know, as you go back um, a, a seven-year cycle earlier, you know, and you look into the EQ, which is the, you know, the empathic part of uh, potential in a human being, the EQ is our puberty cycle from 7 till 14, a very delicate time. And you have the 51st gene key here and a third line. And um, the 51st gene key is often about shock. So I don't know what happened, but often if you have that there, then there, was a sh- there may have been a shock that came into your being uh, in that time, a big shock that put this agitated frequency deep into your DNA as a memory. And, and that means that you either switch off when dealing with emotional pain or you deeply sympathize. It depends on how deeply you can heal yourself of the shock. And uh, the gift of initiative, which is part of this journey, uh, the 51st gift, is about going out and finding your own way through it. No one, can, no one else can do this for us. You know, We're not victims. This is a healing journey. And initiative is about jumping into the heart of your emotional pain. I mean, I can really see that you've done that and you continue to do that because DNA can be reprogrammed. You know, it, 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 we can expand. We don't have to be constricted by these patterns our whole lives. And the higher purpose, for example, of a shock is then to learn to sympathize with other people's suffering because many people have had shocks during that period of their life because we're so delicate. Um, and the shocks come in many different forms. But I certainly feel that, um, you know, as a, as a kind of listener and uh, admirer of yours, that you've suffered, I think you can feel that it makes it easy, makes it feel easy to be with you because you're you are able to be vulnerable with people, um, and this is about emotional awakening, which is a very powerful thing. So, yeah, it's um, you know in my book I call it the thunder of your of the of your giving, the fifty first gene key. I I definitely see that in you, Richard. Now I know for myself as I moved through and read so much of your work, there were moments where I'm like, gosh, I did that almost innately. I just knew to do these things, and I've, mm. I've moved in these directions. So are we, are we intuitively somehow guided to rise higher and higher and higher, or is it really a conscious choice and an awareness that just happens at a certain point because we connect with something that shows it to us? Yeah, I think um, it is a it is a a built in aspect of our consciousness, you know, to seek because it's inside us. You know, look at the this, you know, 
I'm going to use the example of the Venus sequence to answer this. You know, the SQ, there's this beautiful place inside us, the young child, you know, inside us, the open-hearted child. And we all have that inside us. We all feel that purity in our hearts. And we have moments. And depending on how, how much you want to experience that, how much your spirit is, is longing to re-experience that, you will go on this path of awakening. And, you, and it is step by step. You intuitively find the way because it's our intuition that leads us step by step to find the way back towards love. Um, and every teacher, every, every kind of important teacher anyway, has taught the same thing about following your heart. And I think that's what you've been doing. And that's what the, the Venus Sequence just helps us with. You know, like this gives you a little bit of a structure to help unravel your heart a little bit. Um, particularly when you get back to the, uh, you know, the younger child, you know, when you begin to really see these um, early patterns and how they form. Yeah, and the freedom that's available in our yeah. hearts. Yes, and I think embarking in this way um, and having the gene keys beside me has allowed me to take that intuitive quality and then consciously step into areas when I see other things happen. For example, the interference. You know, from day one of the Rebel Road Tour, there has been uh, uh, an interference that has been kind of chipping away at this journey from the outside, and um, that's the 44th gene key, which which is the next place that we're going on this Venus sequence. And so it's so interesting how I was able to read through that and see the interference and then step into a place of more teamwork rather than from that place where growing up I was in such a place of distrust. Mm. I think I was always not trusting life and not trusting that even the interference had a purpose. And mm-hmm. and so this was really powerful for me, especially as I moved through this whole child custody arbitration or teachers leaving kind of process where people weren't staying in and standing in their shadows and facing them while I was trying to stand in mine and face mine. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, I you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here looking at your SQ and um because <laughs> it's like uh, you have a second line and it just really feels like the second line is all about um needing uh, close intimacy and mm-hmm. uh but also needing freedom and this is a this is the great challenge for you is like how to how to find freedom inside yourself rather than project it onto a partner um as making you feel trapped taking away from your freedom so only we can trap entrap ourselves so i looking at that i see a very powerful relationship in the heart of your life not just your children um and friends but something you know that's really by design for who you are you know there's there's something really powerful for you um i would say i sound like a tarot guy (laughs) um but um i'm gonna kind of i want to just go to the core here um realization realization and a core wound you know we all carry a, a core wound at conception and these you know this is the sacred wound it's there at the heart of creation it's what makes life what it is um and these wounds are not personal these six core wounds you know they're they are collective wounds held in the dna of humanity 
And um, so you have the core wound of shame. Now you carry that shame. And uh, we all humans are ashamed of our past, you know, collectively, because we've done atrocious things. And we, har- we carry that in our DNA as memory. So part of your, this whole journey that we've we started on is like starting with grace and then oppression and all of that it all forms a, a narrative for you is that that you're here in a way to kind of deep bring that deep compassion you know even shame has its purpose you know at some level we should feel ashamed of you know the acts that the the, the bad acts we've done but then we also need to let it go and you have here sensitivity so it's about the seven sensitivity of what happens when you let go of the belief that you're not good enough, that we're not good enough. Because we can be sensitive and strong. And the 19th Gene Key, for example, has gifts of hearing other planes and connecting to nature. And it's shamanic. And, uh, you know, shame comes from the word shamanic. And shame prevents you from accessing those higher planes. And every human being carries one of the six core wounds, whether it's shame or whether it's rejection. Or, you know, and that wound will shape your life. Your life will form itself you know, around that kind of um, wound. That, that It's like an oyster you know, right? in, a, in the shell. Um, so that wound is something very beautiful when you get to the heart of it and you find the, the humor even in it. That, you know, this is not a shallow humor. This is about being able to laugh at yourself. You know, the third line is this laughter, laughter that brings forgiveness. It shakes the shame loose. You know, it, it, it's, it's not even an outward laughter. It may, it's an inner laughter. It's a kind of lightness that pervades your whole being. You know, because the, the, the third line core wounds are the great uh, cosmic entertainers. You know, um, that's really what uh, kind of moves you, I think, at a deep, deep level. And the sacrifice the sacrifice of your own ego, your own sense of self, you know, your sacrifice of what others think of you, of your own cleverness, of your own ambition, because you're someone that's here for everyone. And, um, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve, that's simple. You know, I thing. think this one so resonates with me because I think so much of my life, up until I was uh, probably 44 years old or 42 <laughs> years old, was was in that codependence. I mean, it really was in that place. It was, it was definitely there through the age of 38, and then I started to slowly step away from it. Uh, but it was so much there, and so much of it was embedded in the shame. It was embedded in, there was shame in, in giving myself up and people-pleasing and not allowing myself to follow my heart and falling into all the paths other people wanted. There was shame in becoming the walking dead and not being able to feel and not being seen. There was shame in, in having an affair to try to feel because I couldn't feel anything and just going into that direction just to try to have some sense of feeling and then that created more shame and then leaving a career, leaving a marriage, all of those steps were part of that wound that had to come about but this this last few years of stepping more and more into purpose and having sensitivity to that and caring for the self and then this year of being the creative rebel on the road and doing things I've never done, such as put on a show and singing and humor and being able to laugh at this amazing story, this drama that has been created, but yet been such a journey of the hero or the heroine really emerging from all of that. I I have said so many times in the last two months, 
I really don't have any shame anymore. I have no shame. I would do anything. <laughs> and I think that that's where we have to go, is we have to be willing yeah. to embrace that wound and, and not feel shame for expressing who we are and what we've done and how mm. we've grown and how we've moved. And so this Venus sequence is so truly who I have been and, and the possibility of who I can become that I just think it is magical for people to dive into their own. It is. It's very precious. Most, yeah. most. <laughs> well, I have, I have been um, just honored to have you with this part of it, and I can't wait to dive into the pearl aspect the next time. So I want to invite everyone to really look at, at Richard Rudd's work. The gene keys are a universal language. They're made up of 64 genetic archetypes. And what the gene keys do is they allow you to completely re-envision yourself and recreate your life at a level limited only by your own imagination. The gene keys are a transmission. As archetypes, they each contain a fractal aspect of the same universal truth. These genetic archetypes allow you to resonate that truth deeply within each cell of your body. And because the gene keys are a transmission beyond words, they not only yield secrets to an intellectual grasping mind, but they allow them to deepen themselves throughout your being. As archetypes, the gene keys are designed to be contemplated, and contemplation demands relaxation and patience. Contemplation is one of the greatest and least understood of the ancient mystical arts and paths. You can find out more about Richard Rudd at the links below. You can find out about his book, Gene Keys, in addition to the online pathway program, which is really beautifully created, filled with audios, PDFs, everything that you would need to really allow yourself your own self-illumination process as you dive into your Venus sequence so that you discover these prime gifts and eventually know what your pearl is to be able to reach that highest potential. Join us next week for the final segment with Richard Rudd in this beautiful series of three as we discuss the pearl, the final sequence of the Golden Pathway. In love, of love, with love and as love, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.